Hey, guys. Hello, Elvis. Hey, Paul. How's it going, Elvis? I'm good, Mason. How are you? Hi, Elvis. Hey, Larry. Okay, welcome yourselves to the table. I've got candy canes for everybody and a whole bucket of them, so you can eat that one and just snack on more if you want. Where do you get candy canes this time of year? Oh, the hobby store. The hobby store? Are these edible? Yeah, don't you guys know? The hobby store does cakes and all kinds of stuff. Candy, too. You think that'd be at the... I know, the cake store. I know, cake making's a hobby. I suppose candy canes must come pretty cheap during the off-season. I wouldn't know, I don't normally compare the prices. So, I've got my character motive for this one, but you were kind of vague about what everyone else was doing. Yep, you are a butler. And then Mason and Lowry are secret characters. Uh, you know, Elvis, I'm gonna do my best, but I, you know, I have some concerns about the character that you assigned me. Personally, I feel a little robbed about mine. I mean, interesting choice, yes, but like, really, who is he as a role? Yeah, like, my... My character is very strong. I- I'll give him that. I-, I know what he's about, but Lowry's character... Okay, don't spoil. Don't spoil. We'll get to it when we get there. Well, I am already thrilled for this. Good, good. Okay, you should be. All right, so, like I said, Paul, you are a butler for one of the richest men in the world. His name is Paul Sprinklewinker, and he's also one of the most horrible bosses in the world. He loves to come up with creative ways to humiliate you, and this Christmas, he's decided to move you from the servants' quarters over to the living room where you now have to sleep in a dog bed. You're not allowed to use English for the duration of Christmas, you just have to pretend to be a dog. You have to wag your tail and bark and beg for treats. And and this is being a butler for the richest man in the world. Not the richest, just one of the richest. Okay, why am I doing this exactly? Does he have my family hostage? What's the deal? Yeah, I mean, that's that's up to you. Okay, well, in that case, I believe I have had enough. Elvis, get up and go to the counter, find myself a pen and a piece of parchment, and begin to write out my resignation. Dear Mr. Sparklewinger, it has been a pleasure serving you. However, I do not feel that I can sufficiently find myself in the role of the family dog. It is with a great and heavy heart that I must tender this resignation, and uh, I wish you the best. Sincerely, Paul. Just gonna quit the job right from the get-go. I mean, yes, this this feels this feels right. <laughs> okay, reasonable. Well, you're doing this here in the dim light because Mr. Sparklewinker does not like people to turn on lights in the darkness. He says it is a waste of electricity and the reason why he is so rich is because he has devoted so much time and energy to saving time and energy and it has nothing to do with any of his investments or DARPA or anything like that. Though the DARPA investments don't hurt. He would have been fine without them. He does not need them. However... He does allow you to put a single log on the fireplace, which crackles softly in the center of the room. But as you're writing your letter of resignation, the fire seems to glow unusually hot. Then it bursts and shoots upward as a gout of flame. From the top of the fireplace, a dark, horrific, malignant claw reaches down. Then another. The two grab on either side of the fireplace. Ah, yes, this must be Mr. Sparklewinger himself. Go up to the claws. Hold one open and press my resignation letter into it. The, <laughs> okay, the, the claw takes this letter and feels that it's got something in its hand. It like rubs it with its thumb and then pauses for a second. And then the rest of a body comes down. It is a gaunt black figure with a gnarled beard and a despicable looking disposition. It has a permanent scowl etched upon its face. You would say something like a very tall and skinny gremlin. It looks down at this piece of parchment, then up at you, then down at the parchment again, and says, Are you Paul? Yes, sir, the butler, Paul. 
and he looks at the paper. He goes, what is this you've just given me? My resignation, sir. Mr. Sparklewinker, I, I believe that I can't quite live up your to your resignation? expectations. Do you know who I am? Well, sir, given your gnarled appearance and your wicked disposition, I would assume you must be Mr. Sparklewinker himself. Do you mean to tell me that you've never seen your own boss? You... Oh. <laughs> oh, wait a moment. I see what you're trying to do. The figure approaches you, pointing a bony finger at you menacingly. I see what you're doing, Paul Sparklewinker. Sir, I wasn't comfortable playing the part of the family, dog. I'm not sure if I'm willing to reverse Oh, no, no, don't either. play smart with me. You knew I was coming, Mr. Sparklewinker. Don't think this isn't the first time someone has tried to fool the Krampus. The Krampus, sir. The fictional demon creature that spanks children and then puts them in a basket. There's a chromatic explosion from the fireplace. Glitter flies everywhere, and a much smaller Krampus leaps out. And I'm the Krampus Jr., it announces, throwing its hands out. The larger one sighs. <sighs> yes, I am the Krampus, and this is my son, the Krampus Jr., and together we are here to try you for your evils, Paul. Just to reiterate, you, sir, are playing the role of the Krampus, and I am to play the role of you, Mr. Sparklewinker. The little one goes... Oh, oh, Dad, he says he's the wrong guy. The big one says he is not the wrong guy. They are always trying to trick you. They are devious little monsters. And then he reaches out and he grabs you within his claws, Paul. He picks you up and he throws you into his bag. It's dark, but then only seconds later, you tumble back out of the bag and find yourself in a large room. There are Christmas presents stacked high from as far as you can see. They begin here on the ground where you sit and extend all the way upwards into the ceiling further than you can tell. Oh. Oh my god, you really are the Krampus. Indeed. And I know everything there is about you, Mr. Sparklewinker. Um, again, just to reiterate, I'm actually the butler. My name is Paul, but Mr. Sparklewinker is my boss. So you refuse to drop the charade, will you? Fine, carry on. It doesn't matter to me. In fact, you're within luck that I even consider putting you through a series of trials. Every mortal who has faced my trials has failed, and you will be no exception. It has been such a consistent disappointment that I barely even put on the effort anymore. But my wife has been complaining that me and my son don't bond hardly often enough and that he would benefit from seeing what his father does for work. So today we are going to find out what his father did for work before I realized it was a massive waste of time and normally I would just put you in the bag of suffering. The little one, his arms clutched, goes, Yeah, we're gonna do trials. What happens in the bag of suffering? Oh, well, we throw a big parade, and everyone says how much they appreciate you, and they give you a bunch of candy. Oh, well, I don't like candy. It makes my stomach feel upset. Well, I was being sarcastic. You weren't going to get any candy, but, but if you don't like it, then that's what's in the bag of suffering, you idiot. How was I supposed to know? I was just in the bag, and I didn't suffer. The bag does whatever I want it to do. If it's a bag of suffering, then you suffer in the bag of suffering. Well, then what if I pass the trials? Can it be a, a bag of just modest... Standing around. Can it be a bag of modest standing around? Yes, something a step up from suffering. I... I don't know. I suppose if I willed it to be, but no one has ever passed the tests. And certainly not you, Paul Sprinklewinker. His son pulls on his fur and he says, Dad, Dad, if he passes the test, could he have candy that doesn't upset his stomach? The Krampus goes, He's not going to pass the test, but yes, I suppose if he passes, he can have a candy that doesn't upset his stomach. Well... Very well, then what's the test? Is it written? Oral exam? 
No, it is none of those things. It is a test of your moral character, Mr. Sprinklewinker. And that is why all of my victims fail. Oh, okay, well, then, let's get on with it. What, what should I do? Don't get ahead of yourself. These tasks will require some effort, and so I will give you two accomplices to help you. He lifts up the bag, and he gives it a shake. A skinny man with spectacles on tumbles out. He says, I present to you, Jeffrey Dahmer. Sup, bud? Jeffrey Dahmer? That's right. I've selected two accomplices who are as equally evil as you, Mr. Sprinklewinker. I don't know if I'd say I'm evil. I just like to think I have different tastes. You get it? I'm not comfortable with this. You've made people uncomfortable all your life, Mr. Sprinklewinker. As you like to say, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. You never let anyone out of the kitchen when they were burning, did you? Or did you forget about the time that you burned down a kitchen for the insurance? Your staff were still locked inside, Mr. Sprinklewinker. Goodness, Mr. Sprinklewinker did that? Boy, you are really dedicated to this fakery. Well, let's see how you feel when you see your second accomplice. He holds up the bag and shakes it again. Here he comes. It's Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler! Oh, you recognize this one. Guten Tag. Adolf Hitler and Jeffrey Dahmer. These are my, these are who's helping me with the trials. That's right, Paul. When I do my tests, I like to pair up my victims with people who are as terrible as they were. You can see what it's like to be dragged down by someone with as black a soul as your own. I have a lot of reservations about this. I'm not going to work with Adolf Hitler and Jeffrey Dahmer. Well, you don't have a choice. This is your first test. Learn to work with who you're given or fail. Oh, my God. Oh, don't worry, my friend. I know that Germany came across as a bit of a debacle in the end. But old Hitler is still really good at lots of things. Oh, is that so? Hitler. What exactly is it that you can do? I don't see anyone around here for you to scapegoat. Now, now, my friend. That's not true. We can blame the Krampus. Because, you see, if we kill the Krampus, this is all solved. Yeah? I'm going to be honest with you, man. I am actually not going to be useful at all. I'm, I'm usually drunk, and uh, I'm really jonesing right now. So. so you mean to tell me that Jeffrey Dahmer and Hitler, neither of them actually died, you put them in your magic torture bag. Do you have a problem with that, Paul? Do you dislike seeing your peers stuffed in a torture bag? No, it just seemed like dead was a good position for them to be in. Oh, you wound me. Nah, he's right. I would be better off dead. People have overlooked me my entire life. I want you to know I am not going to fail you. I am going to help you every step of this way, Paul. This, this, this is who my boss, Mr. Sprinklewinker. These are his equals. Well, you drop this charade. I am tired of pretending that you're not Mr. Sprinklewinker. Well, okay. This is the first trial is, is working with Hitler and Jeffrey Dahmer. Are you sure that the trial isn't to reject them outright? Because I would sincerely like to put my foot down. I feel like it would show a stronger display of moral character to not accept working with Hitler. No! It's, it's just all so unreasonable. That is exactly what I said when I fixed Germany. I never get enough credit. Paul, don't worry. You are going to get the credit you deserve. Or we will kill someone trying. What's the first trial, aside from this? You're standing in it, Paul. Look around you. Somewhere within this heap of gifts is the one true gift. If you can find it, then I will permit you to move on to the second trial. How many trials are there? I'm not going to tell you, you idiot! Solve this one before we move on to anything else. Though I doubt you will. 
The Krampus sits down on what looks like basically a throne of presents, and then smirks at you. Oh god, this is not how I wanted to spend my Christmas. You know what, I am truly sick of your whining. The Krampus snaps, and then suddenly all the presents are wrapped up in that plastic shell wrap. He goes, yeah, how do you like that? You've got a lot of presents to open, better get to it. Oh, just so you know, the guy who invented this shell wrap stuff, he's also in the bag. <sighs> okay, don't worry, don't worry. Hitler has it all figured out. See, I know exactly what to do. Just look for the biggest, shiniest package. That has to be the one true one. No, no, I think I know what to do with this one. Elvis, I just reach down and I pick up a smallish package. I stop, Paul, and I put my hand on the package. <laughs> I don't think that you heard me, friend. I gave you very good advice. I said, the biggest, shiniest package, that's the one with the true present. Thank you, Hitler, but I believe that I've already figured this one out. No, you haven't. That is just a random puny present that you've picked up. You're going to be opening them all day long if you don't listen to me. Okay, fine, Hitler. I set the present down. Find the present that you want to open. Just point it out for me, please. Ah, Paul, I knew you were a good man. Just give old Hitler a second. I'll go and find the correct present. Elvis, I'd start wandering around looking for, uh, let's say, like a big red present. Red is a very good color. It shows power. Okay, great. Hey, you know, Paul, I know you kind of expect this out of me, but um, just saying, if you ever wanted to, like, see what a famous person tastes like? No. I mean, just think about it. You could take a little snack on Adolf Hitler, and no one would even say you're a bad guy. Stand six feet away from me, Jeffrey Dahmer. We are not friends. Okay. I'm just saying, you're gonna wonder, like, what does Hitler taste like in a couple of years from now? Going to be in a torture bag. Oh, I found it. I found Zvon. It's in this terrible shell wrap stuff, but this is it, I'm sure. Hitler has found a large red present that he thinks is the one true present. Now, I don't know how you're going to open this shrink wrap. Maybe if you use your teeth. Uh, Mr. Krampus... I would like to give you this giant red present. The Krampus sits up in his chair. You you what? Yes, I want you to have this. You're giving me the present. Yes, because that's the true gift of Christmas, is the good feelings that you get from giving to other people and, and bonding. Okay, and okay, okay, okay. But you don't feel happiness about giving to me. You're just giving me the gift so you can get out of the trial. So it doesn't count. Elvis, what's his kid doing? Uh, he's just, like, leaning up with his head resting on the throne. He looks kind of bored. Okay, well, your child seems rather blameless. I will admit I'm rather cross with you, Mr. Krampus. You should have done better research. But every child's smile warms the heart. Young lad, would you like to open a gift? The kid perks up. Me? Yes, this big red one is all for you. Krampus Jr. runs over to the gift while Big Krampus slaps himself in the head and growls. Ugh. Krampus Jr. unsheathes his terrible dark claws and rips away at the shrink wrap, tearing away the present, pulling apart the box, revealing a human skeleton. He goes, oh, It's amazing! It's a real human skeleton! Did you know they put these in people? Ah, oh, that is a really good gift. Huh. Yes, well, I'm a little aghast, but it does warm the heart just a bit to see a child so excited. Huh? Does this count? The Krampus goes, Oh my god. How did you know that this was the answer to the test? Who told you? You made a pact with the devil, didn't you? Um, no, Krampus, sir. I'm sorry to tell you that these days, basically every television program has a Christmas special where the gift of giving is the true gift of Christmas. You mean to tell me that there is just an annual television show that tells you the answer to this puzzle? To the point of being cliche, sir. Well, I wish I had known that. 
I guess if I'd done the trials a little bit more often, I, I would have known that. But the trials are still completely redundant and stupid, and you are not a better person. You're cheating, basically. You looked off someone else's answer sheet. So, hey, are all these boxes full of skeletons? Because we could just open a couple more, you know, just Does in this case. count, sir? I feel that I have passed the test. On a technicality... Nations have fallen on technicalities. No, really, I'll open another box. I'm, I'm going to get one right now. Sir, I'm, I'm sure that the next test will be equally horrible, and that I will almost certainly fail that as well. Campus goes... Uh, the, the next one, I told my son that he could do half of the tests, and Krampus Jr. runs up to Krampus, and he goes, Daddy, 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 I get to do my test! And he reaches in the bag, and he pulls out a door, and then sets up the door, and opens it up and runs in. He shuts the door behind himself. Well, he seems in good spirits. Yep. Yep, he dies. You, not so much. Well, I didn't think we'd get on to the second test. You know, I... Listen, I promise not to make fun of your son's test. I'm sure that he did a wonderful job for someone his age. Well, it's not that. I told my wife I don't do the tests anymore because no one ever passes the first one, and it's going to be a big disappointment for him and not to get his hopes up, and she insisted. She pushed me, so I thought that, that this was going to... You know what? You're setting him up for a terrible expectation, Paul. He's going to think that everyone after you is going to get to the second test, and you know what? Most of the time, you don't. I'm sorry, sir. I'm... Not entirely sure how I can rectify things. Just get in the door. He spent all night preparing it. All right, I open the door and I walk in. I guess Hitler goes in afterward. And Jeffrey Dahmer brings up the rear. The Krampus is the caboose, and he slams the door behind him. 